This is Markin Out Out. Promotion called All Elite Wrestling. Welcome to uh, episode eight, right? Yep. Episode eight of the Wednesday Night Wars. The ongoing feud between NXT and AEW and their chase. For brand supremacy. That was great. Uh, and my name is Chris Sweeney. That's right. I said my uh, last name. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweeney Dog. <laughs> Don't care. It's fine. Um, and you can follow this podcast on the internet uh, at markingout.com, which turned eight years old today, folks. Uh, Amen. We, we Muscle tough. We thank everybody that has gone to that website so much for being the Bee Gees and staying alive. For the past eight years, uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all of your major podcasting applications. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. Instagram and YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Um, and you can buy our merch at the downed several times ProWrestlingTees.com. I tried the day of the sale to get my WTW shirt and all of the gimmicks that went along with it, but the server crashed. And then some Saturday, I just wasn't, I was working and doing other things. So I couldn't get that. But regardless, that's two because we said one right before we started the show and before we hit record. So I'm considering it a two, uh, pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out by our merchandise. Um, People have bought merchandise, and it's great, and we love that. And thank you very much for your support. And that's everything everywhere you could. F- oh, email us, markingout1 at gmail.com. My name is Chris, and you can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sween Dog. We got the full crew here today. It's like that scene in the Ninja Turtles where, you know, Raf- after Raphael comes out of his coma, they're all in the field and they're all fighting. It's great. It's an amazing scene because we got all three of us here today. Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter, BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. All right, brother. Uh, and Dave is with us as well. Dave the Rave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing? Howdy, folks. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, let's start. We can't talk about Wednesday night without talking about Saturday night, which we did predictions for, which Brandon won, by the way. Congratulations, Brandon. Wow. Yeah, but we only had one match that was different, right? Yeah, that was it. And we, and we didn't have the, the kickoff show yet. We didn't have the kickoff show. We only had four. But still, I consider that a win. Bravo. Um, war Games taking place in Chicago, Illinois. The home of my favorite baseball team, Chicago Cubs. Uh, but anyway, we get a pre-show match. Nice cruiserweight-style action. Angel Garza defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott. Jalen, yeah. thoughts, prayers? Uh, I think, like, 100%, like, Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza are two of literally the best wrestlers in WWE today. Uh, somebody, like, tried to call me out on Twitter saying that, like, Umberto sucks or whatever. I was like, are you kidding me? Clearly, how, how could you say that? That's like, you don't watch 205. He goes, actually, I did. And I was like, there's no way. He is the ultimate white meat babyface. Like, he, both of them, though, are so good. They're from the yeah. same family, and they're just – they're really good. And I'm yeah, really I, happy that they're both in WWE. And I like uh, Andrew Gar- Garza. I like his, like, gimmick and everything like that. And I like how he plays to the fans, uh, especially the ladies in the crowd. Uh, very entertaining. Good yeah, match. Yeah, last week on NXT, which uh, we didn't discuss, right? We didn't have an episode last week? Or was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. One of the weeks when he had the uh, the title shot against – um, Leo Rush like played into it like blowing Leo Rush's wife kisses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. Uh, uh, great way to start it off though. Yeah, great way to start off the actual show itself with the women's. I thought this was going to main event for some reason. Oh, D- yeah, you, you know they they hyped up the first women's Hell in a Cell that main event did the first women's you know keeping along with the women's revolution. I thought this would have been you know. Your main event. 
I guess maybe it didn't because of how Survivor Series went. Okay, I could see that. But, maybe. Uh, maybe. But anyway, Team Rhea Ripley of Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai, who was put in the match at the last second because Miriam got quote-unquote injured. She uh, was attacked backstage by an unknown source. Yeah, and, it, and uh, you could say it was one of the people that, uh, you know, was in that match, seeing as a huge heel turn. Dakota Kai turns on Tegan Knox, doesn't even come into the match. I like the fact that they, they kind of put Team Ripley in a hole. We're like, okay, she's knocked out. It's two of them, and the rest of the, them are in there. How are they going to defeat them? And they did, and it was awesome. And a lot of people I'm seeing, especially from this weekend, said that this was Rhea Ripley's coming out party as a star in the WWE system. Yeah, I, I got to totally agree with that. I mean, this entire week, when we recorded last week, I, I mentioned how Rhea Ripley had probably the best week in her professional wrestling career. She faced off against Becky Lynch. She faced off against Charlotte Flair and um, Sasha Sash. Banks, I believe. Yeah. So to add everything that happened over this weekend, too, to that, that's incredible for her young career. This match was so much fun. It's, and that Tegan Knox turning on uh, – T- Dakota Kai – Turning on Tegan Knox, that was so much fun, and it made so much sense because Dakota Kai wasn't uh, wasn't chosen to be on that team. So with that backlash, it's like it kind of makes it right as opposed to her being like, "Oh yeah, no, I can, um, I fit in with you guys now, even though I, I'm your second choice." It, it totally works with that. It broke my heart. Why? Yeah, but she rips off the the. The knee brace and everything, and uses it on Tegan Knox, and there goes Team Kick. Yeah, but you knew it had to happen. I I don't think it had to happen. I'm I'm all like I'm all for it. I'm still big fan of Dakota Kai, and I can't wait course. for Tegan Knox. That like I can't like I don't know if it's gonna happen or when it's gonna happen because um the next takeover they announced was in February. Mm-hmm. I think in Por- Takeover Portland, ah, uh, yeah, is February sixteenth, not weird which market. is the first. It's the first one not attached to um to a a pay per view, yeah. So that's and I think they're. I, I heard rumors too. They're talking about Takeover is going to Sundays. Interesting, interesting. Um, so all right, it's, so it's like I'm. I'm assuming maybe uh, Tegan will be able to be back by then, and we'll get some huge blow off match between the two of them yeah i also, can yeah that the february 16th is a sunday i can see and that. there's and there's no wwe pay-per-view that month elimination chambers up in march well in regards That's to this entire this entire turn i'm really happy that you had re ripley and candice LeRae already involved in the match so the tegan knox dakota kai fallout happened after they already started the match so like chris you mentioned it put them in such a hole where it really looked it, it looked really bleak for them, um, and you didn't know whether or not there's going to be potentially a replacement. But then they made the announcement that there's going to be yeah. no replacements. The match officially started, and you're like, okay, let's see what happened. I was like, one- yo, I thought Beth Phoenix might was might have been like stepping in to replace them or something. That would have been awesome. But yeah, that you, did not happen. <laughs> you know, one of the small things that I take away from this event. Kaylee Ray as a heel did so great because when she was going to the ring, she pulled out the chair. She pulled out everything. The crowd is chanting tables, tables, tables. She goes to pull out the table and then she pushes the table back underneath. And then she did that again, similar inside of the match where I believe Ray Ripley set up the chairs for a top rope suplex or something through the chairs. And she proceeded to unfold all of the chairs and just lay them down instead of them being upright. Yeah. Just all. Small things like that as a heel, I think, are so smart and so good for this match. Yeah, absolutely. Next match. And I think, I think by the way, this was my uh, favorite match of the night. Yeah, the end, the end of it totally threw me off guard. I love how the the handcuffs played a fa- barely played a factor in the beginning, but the payoff was at the end of the match with that handcuff where Shane Baszler got cuffed to Rhea Ripley, and that was the end of the match. Awesome, awesome ending. All right. Yeah. Next up, your number one contender 
for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series in a triple threat match. Pete Dunne, you can kind of say, weaseled his way to a win over Damian Priest and Killian Dean. The end spot, you had uh, Damian Priest. I, was it Damian Priest hit his finish? No. Killian Dean hit a finisher on Damian Priest. He rolls out of the way. Pete Dunne comes in and scores the win. Great. Awesome. Shows you that AP Dunne can handle his own against two big guys. Yeah, and it fits along with Pete Dunne. It seems like a lot of the times where he's just like, after he wins a match or he picks up a victory like that, he just shrugs his shoulder. He's like, oh, well. Um, Huge match. Huge match for Damian Priest, though. Yeah. I love his his, uh, ring gear was Scott Hall-ish. And they made mention to it on the broadcast. But it was also, I mean, is that not his normal gear though? Because it was kind of combination with uh, Kevin Nash. He had the 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 fringes hanging off the side. Yeah, and well, he the, had the 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 blood drip. Yeah, hmm, for, I know. For they, Scott they, Hall. they mentioned it. They mentioned either Scott Hall or Kevin Nash. They're like, oh, uh, hey. Scott, they said Scott uh, Scott Hall because he did the uh, Razor's Edge. Oh yeah, and he did the razor, the outsiders edge, razors edge. Well, that, but that's that's also his finisher. So I don't know if it's really paying tribute to him as opposed to it legit just being his move. Yeah. But next up, you had a, a singles match. Finn which, Balor, which, which by the way, sorry to cut middle. you off. Uh, Pete Dunn went on to Survivor Series to face Adam Cole. That's I said that. Oh my bad, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, but it's fine. Finn Balor, pick it up the pick victory up over Matt Riddle. <laughs> this is my favorite match of the night. Really? Yeah. Why? Because this is this cool new side to Finn Balor. I mentioned it off air. He looks like he's like bulked up. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's me. Do you, do you see that at all? I guess a little bit, but he's, he's like, always been very lean. Yeah, I know. You could great cheese on his abs. We all know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just feel like he just like, put a little bit more muscle on, or he's just carrying himself a different way because he's just like. You could tell in his like look and like the aggression that he has in the ring. Like this is a really cool, like Finn Balor that we have, and we I don't think we've seen it in WWE yet. No, um, we, I don't. I don't think so either. And Matt Riddle's just like Matt Riddle's just Matt Riddle. He's just good. He's just real good. And this is the first time you're like seeing this in WWE or maybe ever this match. So it was just it was just fun. Their styles meshed really well. You know. I also I like that it wasn't the coup de grace to win. Yeah, I know. He's yeah, like, he's he nineteen sixteen. That, that big, uh, you know, you can call it the impaler DDT, kind of. Yeah, but I I think that's great. Yeah. Um. So main event. Main event. Um. This is the one where you got right, Brandon. Oh, yeah, what, was I said, I, what was I had? What did I have wrong? Did, you, I, did I get all of them right? No, you got Pete Dunne. You got Finn Balor. Um, I had Undisputed Era and you had Team Champa. And I think we but both... I, what? Uh, oh, but we both had... Like, I had all of them right, though, right? Yeah. I, okay. I, I haven't got a... My, I don't know where my notes are. They're like... I don't know. But, but anyway, Team Champa with the addition of their mystery man being Kevin Owens... Huge mark out for this. Especially because he was in his NXT gear. I know. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Did I did I texted you about that, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I you texted me about it. Okay. But Yeah. I, I thought that this was such a great I mean me and Brandon were texting right before there and he's like, Who could it be? And I'm like, the first name I tossed out with there was Kevin Owens. But Did you? It, not yeah. to me you didn't. Yeah, yeah, to you. The first name uh, in my text you is K- KO. I don't remember that. Yeah. I know um, last week on the show, Chris and I were kind of throwing around uh, John Morrison. John Morrison. I, I, I always figured that you were joking with that. No, not at all. If there's rumors of somebody getting signed or coming back to the company, then I'm 100% going to be assuming that it's going to be like a, if, they're, if, you're, if you're teasing a surprise, like, come on. I I've I've never seen these rumors. I've never even seen them posted. Well, I guess I mean you didn't even know who Brad Shepard was. So. <laughs> oh, I, I I still don't know. Oh, you better <laughs> off, man. The only yeah. the only text message that I actually remember getting from Chris uh, uh, about Takeover was asking if Champa was missing an eye. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, because he has all the, like the face paint gimmicks on. Yeah. I was like, did he lose his eye? Because I watched it from the end of the match. Because we got, oh, yeah. where were we? 
on Saturday. You went to see uh, Newfound Glory? No, that was uh, that was Friday last week? Was it? Oh, no. Saturday I filmed Kamogi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Irish game. The Irish sport. Real cool. Um, but I came home. By the time I got home and turned on TakeOver, it's like the middle of the match. I'm like, what is going on? Because it's like, it didn't even look like, it just like he just smeared black over his eye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even, I can understand that. Even more so, I wasn't, I, I did not expect Kevin Owens at all, especially because everyone was already out and they were, it, unlike the women's match, they were like, this match has not started yet. We're told there might be somebody who's coming out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, you hear the whatever, and it's like, oh, crap. How did I not think of Kevin Owens? I, I thought overall this was a lot of fun. This match was really good. I think everybody had a good spotlight on them. Uh, how did you guys like the that ending with the uh, – It's insane how they do stuff like that. Yeah, it's big spot. Big spot. It, What's that move like called they, again? The Air Raid uh, Crash. Air Raid, yeah. I almost said siren. Is it an air raid siren or is it an air raid, air raid crash? I think uh, crash. Or are they the same thing? Regardless, it's 3ProWrestlingTees.com slash market out. Uh, awesome match. Awesome takeover as usual. Mm-hmm. The, crowd yeah. was, the crowd was great. Uh, yeah. Dude, and I, and I marked out even more big time because of uh, the, uh, the mountain, Mount Rushmore, squaring off against each other. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's also, true. Was Roddy in in Mount Rushmore at yes, one he point? Was. Did he replace Kevin Owens or? Yes, he did. Hot damn! Am I right? And, there was that, <laughs> and then there was that dissension always between Roddy and uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. And it's funny because in the first War Games that we saw, Roderick Strong turned on his team to join forces with Undisputed Era. Yeah, that's true. All come full circle. But no, this match is great. Undisputed Era rules. Also. Yeah. Dijakovic, I think the- Dijakovic had a huge showing in this. Keith Lee obviously had a huge showing Yo, in this. Keith Lee gets an A for the weekend last weekend. That yeah. dude is a solidified star now. Oh, like, yeah. Especially, to- I, I know you're going to talk about it tomorrow, but that end spot where Roman Reigns about to go for the spear, Keith Lee hits a, like a high jump kick over him. It was just, I was I was I, I had to stop. Just like, I mean, yeah. he rocked him with that pop-up power bomb. It, it was eventful to see that final three. And I liked, I liked, well, back to Takeover at least before yes. uh, Kevin Owens even came out, and they were trying to like kill time. When Adam Cole came out, he's like, "I'm gonna slow things down and just like bring out a bunch of weapons." And he sets up that table, and then ends up going through it after after yeah. all his work. And then Kevin Owens comes down. Everybody, the place blows up. Yeah. It was an entertaining match. I think my favorite match, though, was the women's match. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, great takeover as usual. Since we're talking about NXT, let's uh, flop. We'll do NXT first and then AEW second. Uh, Let's start off with NXT because they had a big weekend. And I know you gentlemen will talk about NXT's big weekends on Marking Out tomorrow when we podcast. And, like, when are you podcasting tomorrow? Uh, 9 a.m. Oh, Sorry, I can't make it. Oh, <laughs> now man. you got to remember the time mark. <laughs> 18, 1825. <laughs> What's up? Um, yeah, so you start off with Melee in NXT in Full Sailing University because everyone is celebrating their win at Survivor Series. Um, Adam Cole comes out. Undisputed Era comes out. Tommaso Ciampa comes out. Finn Balor comes out. It's just... Medlar and Mayhem. I was disappointed with this segment. Why? Like it opens up. It opens up with the whole NXT roster celebrating their victory from Survivor Series. And mm-hmm. okay, say that I'm gonna, and remind me about this when we talk about AEW. Okay, I will hopefully remember that. Also, Shotzi Blackheart was there. Yeah, but I, I really was. I, I wanted Dakota Kai. They could have made like I think a huge star out of her. If she opened up the the show to cut like the heelist of heel promos, no, I I, I don't no. I don't think it's necessary for that. I think the bigger takeaway was NXT prevailed over the main roster. Uh, yeah, but, but, but you still worked in no. I, I think storyline after that. Yeah, I, I think NXT needed to prove uh, this to say that they prevailed over the main roster of Raw and SmackDown, and that they are here. 
No, I, I think agree. of the openings this week, I think NXT had the strongest. But mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it now. Playbooks. You know how I talk about like each company has each other's playbooks? Yeah. What did they start AEW off with? Uh, something that came straight from WWE's playbook. <laughs> exactly. Like that's a segment. That's a segment straight out of WWE history. Yeah, I know. So, it's but like, I, I I pop big time for some of that. So I know they both started. They both their shows off with this big giant promo type thing. So, but this this NXT promo led into uh, the tag team championship match. Yeah. With Where the Undisputed Era picks up that victory, successfully retaining those titles against Keith Lee and Donovan. Don, Jesus, why does he keep saying Donovan? <laughs> I keep on doing it, too. It's so difficult not to say Donovan. And then because you want to say Dominic, you say Dominic or whatever. <laughs> Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. Dominic I, I, Dijakovic. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. They just have to call him Dom, Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, I, I don't know why they took that name and changed it, but. Yeah, I do the same thing, and I so then I'm Donovan like, Dijakovic ten times fast. Yeah, good luck <laughs> on that. But uh, Bobby Fish was injured via the War Games match, so he was replaced by Roderick Strong during this, who wasn't even in gear; he was just wrestling in Cesaro pants. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and still had an incredible match. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah. Solid. And then at one point, the Adam Cole went to go run down the entrance ramp and boom, got pounced like three rows back into the crowd. That was incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Keith Lee, huge star now. But even I think Dijakovic is like he he blew me away in this match. He did the the double move to to Roddy and and Kyle O'Reilly at that one point. This is fantastic match. Yeah, yeah. there's you, yeah you can't deny that one. Yep. Sorry, I was swigging this delicious Montauk uh, juicy IPA. I'm uh, actually using water, tap water from the sink. Really? Ooh, juicy. <laughs> you know what I have become a fan of, of over this Thanksgiving weekend? Cranberry and seltzer. Hmm. Like cranberry juice. Yeah. You could just probably drink a White Claw, brother. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> that was good though. Fan roasted on me. Uh, you have a backstage promo. Up. Oh, backstage promo. My bad. Yeah, Candice LeRae talking about Dakota Kai. Yeah, which still I wanted. I just wanted something stronger out of it. But I like that she's like, I'm gonna be the big sister for Tegan Knox here. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yes. Uh, first, a uh, next match though. Uh, Mansoor picks up the win over Shane Thorne. A rare appearance. We've seen him once, I think, before in a non-Saudi Arabian uh, unit. But, but yeah, he's. Yeah, I think he's really good, and I I want more of Mansoor on NXT TV. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. More Mansoor, more Mansoor, more Mansoor. It's not that difficult, folks. <laughs> that was only four. Um, all right. I could keep going. It would just be the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. All right. Next but yeah, and I, I don't, I'm enjoying where Shane Thorne is. I'd like, uh, I, I kind of wish, I mean, I kind of wish there's a, another title that, uh, well, not even a title though, because they have the Cruiserweight Championship, they have the North American Championship. I think that's the ring. I just feel like there's, there's, I feel like there's a lot of people floating around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and like in the case of this match, like these two aren't, like they're not wrestling for the Cruiserweight Championship, they're not in like the North American division. Or anything, but I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, maybe they should take a page out of AEW's book and get that <laughs> some ring. <laughs> get a ring. Oh, boy. did Cody even defend that when he was in Ring of Honor? No, that was just his thing. It was just a thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has the ring. You have to kiss the ring. Uh, Candice LeRae defeated Dakota Kai via disqualification. I would have liked to. I still would have liked that heel promo from her. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think it could, it wasn't necessary though. Actions speak louder than words, and I think her actions so far are definitely speaking louder. But yeah, she had she had the Tegan Knox's knee brace still, and that's what that's what caused the disqualification. She hit uh, Candice with her with it, mm-hmm. and uh, she also uh, punched William Regal. Awesome. Well, he had it coming. 
you know, he's stepping up. And then when she was about to or did attack Candice LeRae with the chair, Rhea Ripley came out and kicked that chair like such a high kick. And that chair went flying. And, and then, uh, of course, Candace, not Candace, uh, Dakota Kai fled the scene. But Of course. So I think they are very much so building up a, uh, I don't know, are we going to see uh, Rhea Ripley versus Tegan Knox first? Not Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai? It's possible. And the finale beam versus uh, Tegan Knox. But I can't I just, maybe I, I just I hope she's not like off TV for such a long time because she's just she literally just got back from not being on TV for such a long time. I don't think that she'll be off TV. She doesn't have another injury or anything like that. Well, Who's this? I mean, kayfabe wise, Tegan Knox just oh. had the living heck beat out of her. Mm-hmm. And what what is that? What on earth was that? My phone went off. What? Mr. Professional. Yeah. You know, professional, professional. Who's calling you at midnight? Yeah, no, just my phone. It was just like an alarm? Yeah. Stupid phone. What, do you got to go to bed? No, no, no. (laughs) It reminded him to go to sleep. Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, Leo Rush defends his NXT Cruiserweight Championship successfully against Akira Tozawa. Another solid Cruiserweight action. Don't sleep on 255. It sucks because, like, Tozawa's – his peak is 100% at um, Titus Worldwide. And it seems like they're right. slowly but surely trying to build him back up. They've included him on Raw. They include him here on NXT. I was surprised to even see him on NXT again after seeing him on Raw. Yeah, it's, it's like, kind I of weird. That he's around. It's kind of weird that he's being used on NXT, especially since we've had that separate brand – Thing. Yeah, that too. So I don't know what what they're doing with Tazawa, but Leo Rush is incredible. Uh, Kira Tazawa is awesome. Yeah, but, it was uh, a good match. I, I don't know who's next for that cruiserweight championship. Who's next? I don't know. Next up, Zia Lee defeated Vanessa Bourne. Solid women's wrestling match, uh, but um, all of a sudden. Shady Baszler walks out. Yeah, it was weird because I don't know if we're going to be seeing Zia Lee because she got jumped by Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to be seeing, like if that was just a way to get her out of the segment and into uh, Shayna Baszler and, and Rhea Ripley again. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. I want to see more Shannon Baszler and Rhea Ripley. I want to see her win the NXT uh, Women's Championship. It'd be awesome. Yeah, she would be, I believe, the only woman to win both uh, the NXT UK Championship and the NXT Women's Championship. You're absolutely right. That'd be a nice little uh, little thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw, uh, I saw Dakota Kai wrestle for the NXT UK Women's Championship once. When? Oh, look at that. <laughs> Against Rhea Ripley. No, oh, wow. Your main event, Finn Balor, picks up the victory over Tommaso Ciampa, which was more of your solid NXT action. Yeah. Yeah, Also, uh, Michael Cole took over for commentary. We didn't mention that. Mauro Ranallo uh, sat out with uh, maybe. They're saying vocal, uh, blowing vocal cords or... It could be attributed to the tweet from Corey Graves. Yeah. So, Which is an unfortunate situation. But yeah, uh, Corey, Corey went and apologized. All right, real awkward. You guys are making this real awkward. <laughs> he, 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 listen, kayfabe, let's kayfabe it. Yep, he's he uh, busted out his vocal cords. And let's talk about this match because it was hard-hitting. You had Adam Cole's involvement. I'm saying that maybe for the next NXT TakeOver, it's Adam Cole versus Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa. I can see it as the Set up a as sick a triple, threat. triple threat match. Yeah, yeah, I can see it as that. And yeah, they have what they're but, building it with. But see, here's the thing is because it's so weird because the next event that we see from NXT is Worlds Collide, which is it, it was once at one point 
NXT versus 205 Live, I think, versus NXT UK now because 205 Live is, like, sucked in with NXT. It's just NXT versus NXT UK. So it's kind of like another Survivor Series-esque situation that they're building up to. So I don't know if that's going to be storyline for that or February, Portland. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. And so was NXT. Great show as always by NXT. Uh, let's pop over to AEW Dynamite because I think I popped super hard oh, for well, this. Oh, we didn't even mention. Sorry. Sorry again. We didn't mention that it literally ends. Adam Cole is like standing with Finn Balor as if like, hell yeah, we're cool. We're in like a cool little, uh, not a stable, but like we we're like cool or whatever. And boom, gets dropped. Yeah. Just like he did to Johnny, Johnny Gargano. And he ends. The prince ends with the, the, the finger points, the guns. Yeah. Fantastic. But you know what else is fantastic? Starting AEW off with Virgil, a.k.a. With Soul Train Jones. Soul Train Jones in the middle Wait, of the ring. what? Rain. You didn't watch AEW? No, I missed Virgil. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Well, first of all, he was on a few weeks ago in a video package. Yeah, which is a fantastic. Which fantastic. They, we, we, mean, t- we talked about our love of this on the show. It's again, it's unfortunate that he can't use the name Virgil because, like, that's what everybody knows him as. Nobody should knows go, as he name should go by, he, he should go by the name B card. Oh, God. <laughs> that literally, well, that's probably too close to Kenny Omega's finisher. But V card, I think, is definitely right up there. <laughs> and it's weird. It's weird, by the way, because there was, like, I don't know if it was the day of or the day before that rumors came out that uh, this whole episode was going to be Batman themed because TNT um, got the rights or whatever to all the Batman movies like Batman Begins or they were showing one of those films. And there was zero mention of Batman whatsoever on this. So I thought it was very strange. It was like the Rick and Morty thing, but that didn't actually happen on this episode. (laughs) But yeah, it opens up with Soul Train Jones uh, mumbling about uh, Chris Jericho being the uh, the greatest champion. Kind of difficult to understand him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we had this huge celebration, and it was it was. I mean, it's on par with the other Jericho celebrations. Mm-hmm. No, Card Jones. You good over there, Chris? Yeah, sorry, I was burping. My apologies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was. Um, Chris Jericho then gave us all fifty cent off coupons for his new shirt on AEW dot uh, dot com. He then announced a little bit of the bubbly is now Which, available on littlebitofbubbly dot com. Did you go to it? Yeah, I'm about to they're, purchase two bottles right now. They're not doing ID checks. Yes, it is. They are? Age verification. Well, at what point? When you add it to your cart? No, when you're about to check out. Oh, okay. I you got to assume for 46 bucks, it's not the greatest... Uh... No, it's probably like Corbell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even champagne. It's not... Shout out to Corbell. Should we get... I, I guess. I don't, I don't know Corbell. Oh, so yesterday during – I did texted Dave this during Thanksgiving. My mom's like, do you have any white wine? I'm like, no. She's like, what do you have? I go, mom, I've got a little bit of the bubbly. She's like, all right, fine. I'll take it. I'm like, all right, great. So interesting promo from Jericho to start off. Um, and then SCU comes as members of the band and beat them all, all up. Yeah. Um, it was weird that they had those things surrounding the ring. I don't know what they were. With the balloons? Yeah, well, they were real people under there, I assume, yeah. right? No, there's probably like um, weights. And uh, but I think the the highlight here was Ted, Ted Irvin. Oh cutting yeah, a heel, cutting a heel promo on Chicago was the greatest thing I've ever seen on AEW television. <laughs> saying it's really great to be back here in New York City, and he goes, uh, "Dad, this is Chicago," and everyone's booing him. He goes, "Chicago." You mean the place where I used to beat up Bobby Hall? <laughs> it was such a good. It was literally such a good promo. I like. I, I I must be biased because I'm a Rangers fan, but I pop big time for this. 
That is entertaining. I was so like this. Was, I was so appreciative of this segment for that reason alone. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, great opening promo. And then next, you had tag team action. Didn't we have tag team action right after the? Uh... We did. Yeah, best friends and no, but no. no also on on NXT also right after that big opening promo, they had a tag team match. Yeah, yeah, Keith Lee. Yeah, but in this one, the best friends defeated. The Lucha Bros, big win for the best friends. Big, giant, flying Orange Cassidy turkey, which is great. Very cool to see Lucha Bros uh, pick up the loss. I know. I think this is really cool. and this. I feel like they've more... done nothing but pick up losses. Who? Oh. Uh, Lucha Bros. Good. They're, they're... I, no, but it's like, you... no, because what they're trying to do is take all this big, credible talent tag team talent and show these guys and get these other guys uh, some wins on them. So that way that they get, build up a little bit of credit yeah. as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Very important. Very important. So great. Perfect. Uh, more tag team action right after this as, which for me, I think might be my favorite match from this night. Emmy Sakura and B Priestley pick up the win or over a Kirushita and Chris Statlander, second time we get to see Chris Statlander in AEW, which is so awesome because she is awesome. Yeah, she was she was really good in this match, and I'm a really big fan of. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a big fan of Hikaru Shida, which I'm grateful to AEW for like allowing Sign. me to to see her because I wouldn't have known her outside of AEW. I like I really like that spot where she like takes the chair out from underneath the ring, and it's it's not to use on her opponent. But it's to help boost her to do the flying knee. Yeah. I'm such a fan of that spot. Yeah, no, real awesome. But I think all, all four of them worked so well in this match together that 100% made it my favorite match of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talked about... Uh, well, of the night, I should say, of AEW television. Yeah. Next up after this, John Moxley cuts a little promo talking, uh, you know, his issues. He issues an open challenge again. So we'll see how. If uh, somebody wants to knock on my door, they can come knock on my door. <laughs> Not actually using those words, but uh, you know, kind of Alistair Blackish, you know. You know, you know. After a commercial I, I break, I feel like I feel like they're only feeding Moxley like crazy guys in matches. Well, I think that's all that his shtick is right now, which is very strange to me. Why? Just because of coming off of uh, WWE or? No. Well, because like he wants to not have those lights out matches, but it seems like the only matches he has are against opponents that would be also in those lights out matches like Darby Allen. Mm -hmm. Next week, I think he's facing Janela. Maybe he wants to have matches like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are having their next uh, match. That's going to be awesome. But continuing on, Cody Rhodes makes of little work as he possibly can against Matt Nix. Allegedly, Matt Nix is one of the first people to be on Pro Wrestling Tees. Really? Yeah. Wow. Cole Cabana, Matt Nix, and marking out. Look at that. It's it. so this match was so bizarre though, like because Cody's coming off. I've said like so many times on this episode. I think I'm getting like, Valley Girl oh. branded. Like oh my god, it's it just makes no sense. It, <laughs> it, it really doesn't Australian? make any sense. <laughs> I don't think that was Australian. It kind of that's right from the Valley of Australia. I, it just doesn't make sense why Cody is sitting here facing uh, an enhancement talent. When he's coming off this big ma- – like, I understand he can no longer have a, uh, boost his a ego title a shot. Bit. What? Boost his ego oh, a little bit. Ego. And, and it just – it's so weird, though, because – they and they made a point to say that even though he can no longer challenge for the, the AEW championship, he's still going to be ranked, and he's currently at number three. So it's, it's it's bizarre that they're still ranking him, and it's bizarre that they're having him go up against an enhancement talent. He's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he shouldn't be ranked anymore. No, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, you know what? Because it as makes far no as, difference. It just yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna like dig themselves out of that one. I know with the ranking system, they've they've spoken about resetting them every year. Mm-hmm. 
which I'm fine with. But then they have to have like they have to have like a big WrestleMania like show. It would probably be some sort of all out or yeah, probably that Labor Day weekend like show. But there's only like because to me, if they're gonna reset uh, stats like that, like they'll still keep. I'm, I'm assuming maybe they'll keep their overalls, but for the year it'll reset because if you have somebody like Cody Rhodes who's ranked currently number three or whatever. And Matt Nix, who has never been on TV before. What if Matt Nix won? Could be great. He has he he wins the match or whatever. He's got so many less matches under his belt in AEW than Cody does. It'll take him way longer to to get a title shot. Now, what if Matt Nix was a, a known person? Let's say John Morrison doesn't go to NXT or WWE and he shows up as Mr. AEW or whatever. And he debuts like two years from now. People have all those matches under their belt that makes them first place. He's going to have to catch up two years worth. So I'm fine with them resetting the uh, the ranking system. But that's not even like part of what this match has importance for. Because after this match was over, a giant hole came through the ring. And outstepped Chris's mark out moment of the week, I'm assuming. Maybe the, the millennium. Of the millennium. <laughs> Falcon? That's Ooh. right. Wow, he actually knew that. Baby Yoda? Well, I wrote on it. <laughs> <laughs> you had Andy Williams of Every Time I Die. Let's call it The Butcher. The Butcher, which this debut, uh, like for you, like. Again, like, 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 went up to the top, (laughs) went to the stars, went to the moons, the heavens, and everything. It shot up so high. But for everyone else in that crowd who did not know the boss, the butcher, whatever their names are. The butcher and the blade. The butcher and the blade. Not everybody knows Andy Williams. Not everybody knows Pepper Parks. And maybe they were all a little bit confused with Allie because she's sitting there wearing the bunny mask and they weren't uh, familiar with the bunny. But, uh, yeah, so they debuted in AEW, which was a hot segment for off-TV, if you knew who they were. Dude, Twitter, Metal Twitter blew up on on Wednesday night. Jim Ross goes, uh, what, uh, what is this? (laughs) Yeah, I thought the call was... Excalibur Excalibur goes, uh, it's the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. And he goes, uh, uh, what? He he goes, like, you're gonna call the Better Business Bureau on him. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh my god, because of the alliteration. I thought the call was terrible. It I, was not a good debut at all. No, it's just because I don't think they want to associate Andy Williams with Andy Williams but every time I die. They want to associate him as the butcher. Which I'm fine with that. It's just Because that's why that he's just it's the blade. What? It's the blade. You can't be like Pepper Parks and Andrew Williams of every time I die. I've made the way to. What other name would he go by, though? Pepper the Butcher. Braxton uh, Sutter. No, I'm kidding. Um, you, have you, to, think... you have to. You have to introduce some cult. That's what do it you is. Think it no been, one knows who they are. Do you think it would have been better though? Would it have been better if if Cody just defeated like somebody who was like known instead of a uh, a jobber, essentially? Oh, I don't to care about that. Come off, but to to have him come off against the match, like let's say, not to say Sean Spears, but let's say Sean Spears. Yeah, Cody no, just has you can't, to try you can't like revisit actual, that for a while. Well, but I'm not, I'm not like I'm just saying like cuz he's a name. Yeah, true. Okay. So if Cody was facing somebody like Sean Spears and had a triumphant match where it wasn't just a minute and 25 seconds, it wasn't just Cody dominating, it's Cody putting his all into this match even though he's no longer eligible to even be wrestling for the AEW championship. He comes up with a victory celebrates and then boom out from the ring comes this big guy nobody's understanding who this is boom hits him hits him out comes pepper parks hits him gets attacked boom would that have more meaning to it than just cody defeating matt nix in a minute long match i don't even care about the match i care about the end cody Rhodes could have been standing in the ring cutting a promo he, they could have just came out in normal clothes. Okay, would it have been more meaningful if he was cutting a promo then? Yeah. And, no, he, and, and how, regardless, how, how, we, 
How he could have, like, had the fans care about this segment live? He could have been doing, like, 450s just on the, <laughs> on the mat. Multiple and, 450s. Yeah, just multiple 450s. Just Cody Rhodes just in the middle of the ring, just doing 450s, and I still would have been fine with the, the outcome of the segment. It doesn't matter. The match doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was a promo. It was, this was, this match was this huge. was no, but no. I'm trying to explain something to you. This match was more to get the butcher and the blade over. It was just Cody out there, right? It was just for Cody out because there. they wanted to get heat on a one of the big stars in AEW. I just don't know because the crowd fell flat. It's not like they booed or anything. Yeah, I think they, they might have even started a "Who are you?" chant. Yeah. yeah, I'm seeing, like, when I, when I was on Twitter and stuff, I was seeing a lot of people asking, like, who are these people? Even, like, known sources being like, who are who are these people and stuff oh, like Brad that. Brad Shepard? I, I don't know. I would um, not. But, well, actually, he might have. But I was, I was with them. Well, he's in Ring of Honor, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was, I was always. It's the weirdest thing. I was always under the impression that Andy Williams was like a skinny, scrawny guy. Where did you get that from? I have absolutely no idea. To the point where I texted Chris, I was like, "Is that Silas Young?" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. He looks, he looks nuts. It's great. Let's continue on. Kenny Omega picks up a much needed victory over Pac. This is a rematch from Pac. Sorry, this is a rematch from All Out. I mean, typical Kenny Omega Pac match. Which uh, here is my problem is that they they have such a limited roster that they're running back into these matches so quickly. I know. Well, they're even putting and, like Chuck Taylor and Trent in singles matches. Which that I'm fine with. I'm 100% fine with them doing singles matches. I would prefer that because I don't think a tag team wrestler should work tag team matches only. Yeah, true. Maybe that's like the whole. Maybe the true purest of tag team specialists would disagree with me, but I don't think that's how you build a feud because then you just do tag match, tag match, tag match, tag match against each other. What good is that? No good at all. Not going to do anything. But I, I quite enjoyed this match. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And the next match I enjoyed as well, as the Diamond Dozen finals have ended your. The first holder of this, the AEW ring is MJF as he picks up a victory over Hangman Page, uses the crossroads. It was kind of sloppy, I think, because of Adam Page. Look weird. Regardless, that's fine. I think Adam Page might have thought he was going the other way. Maybe. Anyway. But, uh, again, I don't think he actually got the ring, right? Uh, Dally came out to present it. Diamond Dallas Page. Which is really amazing to see everybody do the Diamond Dallas page, like the, the self-high-five diamond cutter taunt at once. Yeah. I think it's really cool to see that in, out like in a crowd. But Diamond Dallas page goes to present it, and MJF works the mic with him. And somehow ends up, what, attacking DDP? Or am I remembering wrong? He spits his gum at the, in, uh, in DDP's hand. And then Ward uh, Wardlow uh, gets between them, and that happened. And then they get pulled apart. Yes, security it's like runs a out. Apart thing. So I don't think MJF never he never even got the ring. No. But you know that's another thing keeping MJF completely relevant. That he needs his ring. He needs his celebration. No, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Moving on, your main event of the evening: Chris Jericho, Le Champion. Picked up a victory over Scorpio Sky. Great match. Um, I say it every single week. I've loved the renaissance of Scorpio Sky. Um, but do you see when I said the other week that I wish this was a bigger match than it was? Yeah, but it was something to get ratings on Thanksgiving Eve. You it know, was like... All the, because his, I, Scorpio Sky, I think, is he's slowly becoming like a really good wrestler to me. Okay. He's waiting. Like the more, the more, the more I've seen of him, because there's not outside of clips and stuff. It's not like I was watching every single SCU match. Yeah, true. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, solid match. Jericho picks up the win, and then Mox, John Moxley showing the crowd afterwards, and they stare stare down. The and end. It ends. 
It ends with a curse word yeah. from a fan in the crowd. Oh, man. Uh, and that's it for the week of AEW versus NXT. Unfortunately, we can't give you the ratings because they are delayed due to Thanksgiving. Um, but I feel like these are just two completely even shows this week. All in all, signed Chris Statlander. I hope she's getting a contract at AEW. Yep, absolutely, hundred and ten percent agree. What do you think, yeah. Dave? Which one do you thought? Won? I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think. Well, you know what though? <laughs> it's kind of hard to say that AEW won this week. Like I, they could, they could a hundred percent. They they were trending number one as opposed to NXT. But as far as who won, not rating wise, but who won, who had the better week? I think coming off of Takeover, Survivor Series, and then NXT, I think it has to be NXT. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with NXT as the winner. Coming off of this, the Takeover and the hot stuff at Survivor Series. There's no way that I was not going my, for myself. There was no way I was not going to tune into NXT over AEW. There yeah. was not even I, not even a, a thought. I didn't even have to think twice about it. I was gonna watch NXT. Yeah, I uh, I watched them both on DVR this week. You uh, you you said the wrong sentence, by the way, Dave. I believe I believe you said there was no way I was going to tune into NXT over AEW. Yeah, yeah, you know what I was saying. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and yes. that's yes. And we'll talk about something the yes movement perhaps on this week's episode of Marking Out. So let's get some sleep so you guys can record the show tomorrow. And um, I don't know what I'm doing, but until then. <laughs> Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 Go to MarkingOut.com. Email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. And thank you so much for buying shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, for Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTG161. And myself, who you can follow on Twitter at Chris Swindog, we wish you the best of luck in your future yeah. endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh.